alcohol is a drug, okay? So what I'm convincing here, I'm convincing people who are above the age of 21, who have not tried alcohol yet, beer, wine, and liquor included. So that's for those people. Every, everybody else who's allergic, like me, to beer, or any other of those alcoholic beverages, or is below the age of 21, disregard everything. Just, just listen for the history and the cool facts, okay? All right, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Food Stigma. This is a podcast that is dedicated to me sharing information about foods we may or may not know of or we may dislike. So with that today, we're going to be going over alcohol. Looks like on the poll here is 50% for alcohol and 25% for two other things, but that's about it. So let's go into the first topic I want to go over. Probably is going to be beer. Um, Beer, let's go into the Wikipedia of that. So... Beer is one of the oldest beverages humans have produced, dating back to at least the 5th millennia BC and recorded it and recorded in written history of ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. And uh, that was spread out throughout the world. In Mesopotamia, uh, ancient Iraq, early evidence of beer is a 3,900-year-old Sumerian poem honoring Ninkasi, the patron goddess of brewing, which contains the oldest surviving beer recipe, describing the production of beer from barley via bread. Uh, approximately 5,000 years ago, workers in the city of Uruk were paid by their employers in beer. So that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Now let me just try and describe craft beer. So I'm not an expert on this. Um, Estelle is way more of an expert than I am on this. But let me go into just some of the stuff in there. Um, I'm allergic to beer, but uh, that shouldn't stop me from giving you at least some kind of idea of what craft beers or beers are about. So let's start with um, this web store, webrestaurantstore.com. Um, they help differentiate the types of beers. They say that beer can be divided up into two categories, ales and lagers. It's either one of the two, and there can be different variations in that, in that family, and they can be divided up into those. When uh, figuring out how to tell one for the other, it's written that there is a top fermentation and a bottom fermentation. So basically, if the yeast forms at the top of the beer, when it, it is considered uh, part of the ale family. But if the yeast settle, settles to the bottom of the beer, it is considered a lager, pilsner, or bock. However, there is another fermentation called spontaneous fermentation that creates those sours or lambics of fruity beers. This process brings in foreign bacteria and exposes it to that and basically uh, creates those beers um, they, that had that sourness or that fruitiness to it. Uh, I don't have the, I don't have the uh, ability to get into the a lot of these beers, but in the craft beer industry, IPA there are IPAs um, that are Indian Pale Ale. And there are sours, stouts, ciders. Those are the ones that I know of that are pretty popular. Um, since I uh, am allergic, I I prefer ciders. I can actually drink ciders because they don't have the hops in them. And my favorite cider I would recommend is Woodchuck. Uh, if you're not into the whole sweet kind of um, cider or sweet beverage in general, Woodchuck, Woodchuck would actually be a good choice. Um, pear cider included, because that one's kind of bitter and sweet, but more bitter. Um, I like things a little bit bitter, so if you guys don't like that, I'd, I'd say go to Red's um, Apple Ale, or you can do, um, I believe, there's, a, there's actually a... a um, Another Apple Ale, I, that's pretty popular. I'm forgetting the name of it. I'm going to kick myself for not mentioning it. Um, but um, the beers that 
Estelle would recommend that she, I asked her for some recommendations before this podcast. Uh, she would recommend Blue Moon. It's a uh, Belgian white beer. Uh, it's brewed with oats for creaminess and spiced with the perfect, what it says here, with the perfect combination of orange peel and coriander. So you notice that sometimes you see those beer ads with Blue Moon. They have like an orange, a slice of orange on the side of the beer. That's because it is um, brewed with orange peel and coriander. Then she recommends Fat Tire. That is a amber ale that it's a, from the description here, blends a fine malt presence, fresh herbal hop balance, and a touch of fruity yeast. So I don't know what that means, but um, she recommends it. So I'd say give it a try for new beer triers, drinkers, near beer drink, near new beer drinkers. Let's just go with that. Then uh, she also recommends Deep Ellum's Easy Peasy IPA. And that actually has uh, lemon peel and tangerine in it, as well as hops. Uh, IPAs tend to be a little bit more hoppy, or has more hops than these other types of beers here. Then the last thing that she suggests is for the uh, Dallas Blonde. Um, Here in Dallas, it's a golden ale with a citrusy and floral, with floral American hops. It also has pale Vienna and white and wheat malts. Which is just the way it, it, it tastes. Tastes that's I don't know, I have no idea. So speaking of like personal tastes of alcohol, let's move on to wine. Uh, depending on the meal, your and your taste, and even your mood, the wine could be paired with almost anything. But um, before we get into that, let's get into the origin of wine. The oldest known winery was discovered in uh, Arni one. That's a cave in Vyots Desor in Armenia and dated to um, 4100 BC. That site contained a wine press, fermentation vats, jars, and cups. Archaeologists also found um, seeds of vinifera and vines of those. And commenting on the importance of the find, McGovern, who I guess found it, said that the fact that Winemaking was already so well developed in 4000 BC suggests that technology probably goes back much earlier, which is pretty interesting. So, um, that's that's pretty crazy that alcohol has has been around for thousands of years, and yet I still can't decide what kind of wine I like. I have I have no idea how to discern what's good in reds, what's good in whites. Um, all I know is that. Personally, the ones that I've tried, I really like uh, Rieslings and dessert wines like that and Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, I know that if I named off just, I know I just named off white wines, but uh, unfortunately I have not tried enough of the red wines to decide what, what my favorite is. So I, I guess I'm sorry for excluding them in this section. I'll probably name off one, some, one red wine that I liked. I recommend that if you decide on drinking red wine... Um, that you pair it with food uh, to get more out of it. Now, I, I lacked the I lacked the correct words to describe what it, it is about these white wines that I like. But from what I can say is is that I can finish if I can finish a glass of white wine, then I know I like it. Uh, what I found out about Sauvignon Blanc is that the taste normally shows an herbal character, is what it is suggesting, like a bell pepper or a freshly mown uh, mowed grass. Um, the Dominating flavors range from sour green fruits of apples, pears, gooseberries, whatever those are, through uh, tropical fruits as of melon, mango, and black currant. Uh, 
I've never tried wine tasting, so I have no idea. I just drink it and I like it. When I re researched Rieslings, I found that the taste is, it is similar to a Sauvignon Blanc, but Riesling is a versatile wine for pairing with food because of its balance of sugar and acidity. It can be paired with like white fish or pork and is one of the few wines that can stand up to the stronger flavors and spices of Thai food and Chinese cuisine, which is pretty interesting. I didn't know that. And then uh, for dessert wines, obviously, they're sweet, and that's why I like them. Um, plum wine is actually a pretty good recommendation. I love plum wine. Um, as for red wine, I would suggest uh, Bone Shaker Ziffendale. I like it because it um, has kind of a blackberry dark chocolate flavoring and has a little bit of licorice in there. I don't know if you guys are into that or not. But that's good to have with um, some chili, grilled pork belly, or a juicy mushroom bur hamburger is what it suggests. So those who are trying mushrooms with me, this could be hitting two birds with one stone. So that that's all that's all in your court. So finally, we're on to my favorite topic, liquor. This one I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with because I have a little bit more knowledge about this, um, about this type of liquor. <laughs> but we're talking about bourbon whiskey. My favorite kind of bourbon is bourbon. Uh, bourbon is a type of American whiskey, a barrel-aged distilled spirit made primarily from corn. The name is ultimately derived from the French Bourbon dynasty, although it is unclear precisely what inspired the whiskey's name. Um, people say that it includes the Bourbon County in Kentucky or the Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Uh, bourbon has been distilled since the 18th century, which is pretty interesting. And there's a whole different variety of bourbons. Um, I have a few favorites I'd like to give to you, but let's go over first the beginner bourbons that, that this website does suggest. Um, there's a site here that suggests that you should try Bullet. That's B-U-L-L-E-I-T. Uh, that is a rye whiskey, and it's it, to me it gives it like a spicier taste. Um, that was one of the few that I had tried in the beginning, other than this other one I'm going to suggest here. But... I do suggest Bullet for mixing drinks. It does make it a little bit tastier in that sense. Um, my second, the second bur beginner bourbon that it suggests here is Wild Turkey 101, which uh, was my one of my first drinks with whiskey on my journey. And um, that one actually tastes better if you have it with kind of, um, I wouldn't say, I would say with any dark colas. But it depends on what you choose. Like, I personally love a glass bottle of Coke with wild turkey. For some reason, it tastes a lot better that way than just, like, a can of Coke. Uh, lastly, the bourbon that they chose that I recommend is um, Four Roses. It's a single barrel, which is great in Manhattans and Old Fashions, which uh, I'm not going to go over those recipes. You can actually find them they're pretty common, and if you go to any bars... You can ask for a specific whiskey to have it with the Manhattan or the Old Fashioned, and they will make it that way. Um, when you venture into this into this whiskey world, you'll also learn of white whiskey and a whole bunch of different whiskeys with no E. Um, white whiskey is basically whiskey that has not aged yet, or aged like a year. Uh, thus, it has no strong flavors as you would with a barrel-aged whiskey. Some white whiskey I recommend would be... Um, Bonnie Rose, they can have it in apple or orange flavoring. I prefer orange, it's pretty great there. Uh, White Peak and Death's Door, which in this book that I've been reading called Drink More Whiskey, everything you need to know about your new favorite drink, 
by da Daniel Yaffe, Y-A-F-F-E. He suggests um, that store, and unfortunately, I can't get it in here in my state, so that sucks. So with all that being said uh, about Berman, about bourbon, let me just give you a recipe for the Sazerac, S-A-Z-E-R-A-C. My, one of my top favorite mixed whiskey cocktails. It's made with rye whiskey, so you can put bullet in there if you want. Um, let me give you the recipe breakdown here. It requires a splash of absinthe, one sugar cube, ice cubes. You can decide how many you want of those. Two ounces of rye whiskey of your choice. Two dashes of Pichon's bitters, which I found out it's seven bucks at Total Wine. And one lemon peel uh, strip for garnish. And here are the directions from the book. I'll read them off here. Rinse a glass with absinthe. Put the sugar cube in the bottom of the mixing glass. Top with a few drops of water. And muddle together. Add ice, the whiskey, and the bitters, and stir until well chilled for about 15 seconds. Strain into the absinthe rinsed glass. Twist the lemon peel over the glass to release its oils. And then drop it into the drink before serving. Which sounds amazing. The best Cesaric that I've had was at this bar in Denton, Texas called 940s. Um, they've probably been my favorite place to get mixed drinks at and that was my favorite drink there. So with that being said, I'm sure you're noticing that I am I'm way into liquor more than, than wine or beer and that's okay because that's what I decide to stick with. Estelle sticks with beers and it'll all depend on what you decide to stick with, what you like more than anything. And you know, just diving into one if you're curious about it, that's great. You can just use whatever one you want and that'll be what you like to drink. And nobody should judge you for it. Now before we end this podcast, um, I would want to I want to mention that if you decide to drink alcohol and if you feel like it is for you, then make sure you know your limits. Uh, and not to put yourself in a situation where you're not in control of how much you're drinking. Uh, drinking can be fun, yeah. It's great. It's great for social outings and all that, having getting to, I guess, connect with more of your friends. Um, but know that, know when you've had enough. Know, know your limit. Have a plan on, on getting home. Don't let friends drive whenever they've had too much. Um, just so you know, it takes about an hour-ish per ounce of alcohol to go through your system. So think about it that way. Uh, lastly, I'm not here to convince you to drink alcohol because... Um, that would be solely up to you. But if you're curious and over the age of 21, then go ahead and try it. Personally, mixed drinks will be a good start if you hate the taste of alcohol, of liquor alcohol. Um, but if you want to go for beers, try fruit of your beers or try the list that Estelle suggested for those beers or try a cider. And wines, try and find a, a Riesling or try a sweet wine like a plum wine. Or even that Sauvignon Blanc. And then, I mean, even try that bone shaker. Try it with some Thai food and see if you like it from there. Uh, so, thank you again for tuning in this week for Food Stigma. I hope you learned some interesting facts. I know we went through a lot in about 15 minutes. And if you're still curious about different things on here, I highly suggest looking into this stuff. Um, when it, some of the things I talked about, bitters or absinthe or different beers like IPA or... Um, the different kinds of beers that there are. There's a ton of them. And same for wines. I suggest looking that stuff up in case you're curious. That way you can find something that you want to get into. And there you go. You start off with your alcohol journey. So 
thank you again and uh, again if you have any suggestions for food that I can put in my poll here or if you want to suggest them to me on Twitter go for it it's at food stigma cast that's f-o-o-d-s-t-i-g-m-a-c-a-s-t and lastly keep trying new things bye-bye